Welcome to the Keisha Wright Show, a weekly faith-based podcast for sisters, where we talk about everything concerning women. You name it, we'll cover it. There's no issue or topic off limits to God. And on this podcast, we'll expand the conversations. I'm your host and humble servant, Keisha Wright, licensed mental health therapist in the state of Maryland and transformation coach. As a therapist, it is my responsibility to advise you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for services from your very own mental health professional. Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you? I continue to be very excited about this, the first episode of my podcast, The Keisha Wright Show. And as I thought about this particular episode, I was like, what do you want to talk about today? You know, how are you supposed to sound? Like, do I have to be extra careful about everything that I say? Does it have to be perfect? Do I have to use my professional voice? Or can I just be chill where I'm just, you know, talking as if I'm talking to a, a room full of my girlfriends? I really don't know. You know, I, I, I kind of ran through what do people want to hear? What would make the ladies, you know, show up for the next podcast? Like all of these questions. And I decided that I think it's in my best interest to just be normal. <laughs> Yes, to just be normal on this podcast, this very first recording. So what does being normal mean? Being normal for me means being imperfect. I have a tendency to want things to just be right. I'm that person that I can always find a reason why I shouldn't do something because I need to do something else to make sure that it's right. I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to say. So I'm one of those kind of people that I always need to either take another class, get another certification, lose a little bit of weight, connect with people who can uh, tell me more about how to do things, hire somebody to do this for me, that for, for me. It's never just a clear cut thing for me, which always turns into it taking um, an exorbitant amount of time for me to get something done because I can find every reason not to do it. But this is the season, ladies, where I'm coming out of that and I want you to come in and join me. So having said that, I'm just going to be normal. So if you hear me stutter or stammer a little bit, like just, you know, read between the lines and, and, and get what I'm saying. I, I'm not going to mess up too much. So what am I going to talk about on this first episode? I thought about all of these topics that I would want to cover and I came up with, I mean, and this is something very big. So, you know, you, you got to put your seatbelt on so that you can really understand what I'm saying. This is a big, huge topic. And guess what it is? I'm glad you asked. It's simply, how are you doing? That's the topic. How are you doing? You guys remember how Wendy Williams used to say, how you doing? It's kind of like, how are you doing? Like, how are you really doing? I want to know in particularly how the strong woman is doing. 
How are you doing, my strong sisters? You know, I'm talking to the women that hold it down for their families, the women who, who are overwhelmed in their careers, but they're still getting it all done. You know, married women, single women, or somewhere in between. I'm talking to my married mothers, my single mothers, my educated sisters, some of us educated by college, but surely all of us have been educated by life. I'm talking to my, my sisters who are domestic engineers. You, you're our stay-at-home moms. And I think your job is harder than all of ours because you work long hours keeping your home, homeschooling your children, planning and maintaining the family budget. You, you have to do everything concerning your home and you manage to get it done. I'm thinking of my sisters that, that may not be working at all. You may be receiving uh, state subsidies to keep you afloat. You're strong too. I, I'm talking about my sisters who serve God their families, and their communities. I'm talking to the strong sisters that are just like me, who look like we have it all together, but secretly we struggle. Those are the sisters that I'm talking to today. And when I say strong, I don't, I don't mean that, um, that you have it all together. I, I, I don't mean that you don't feel weak or or that you know you you may not have your bouts of sadness or disappointment or whatever is going on. I'm talking when I say strong, I'm talking about the sisters that keep getting up. No matter what, you pop back up because you know that you have to. You know that your family depends on you being able to pop back up. And so my question to you today is simply how are you doing? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you, are you, are you intentional about self-care? What, what do you do when you get tired, sisters? What do you do? I, I'm not talking about physically tired, although I'm including that too, but that's a little bit easier. You know, like when we're physically tired, we do things like take a nap or we plan to get a good night's sleep, or we, we take a couple of days off work just to rest, or we pull back on some of our activities so that we take a break. So the physical part, although sometimes it's even difficult to, to, um, to rest our physical bodies, it's not as difficult as it is to rest our minds, our emotions, our spirit. What do we do when our mind is tired? What do we do when our emotions are tired? What do you do when your spirit is crushed? What do you do when your mind gets sick? I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest about what I do. What I do most of the time is I just keep going. Can anybody identify with me on that? You know, like we can be broke down, broken, you know, uh, 
suffering from disappointment and all different kinds of things. Nothing is going right. Children acting up, husband acting up, the people on my job getting on my nerves. I got to go serve at the church. I'm on the usher board. I'm in the choir. I got to teach the Bible study. I have to go mentor my girls. Like all of these things that we do as, as strong sisters. But what do you do when your mind is sick and tired? What do you do? If you're anything like me, like I said before, you just keep going. And I know some of you are saying, my mind doesn't get sick. And I would say to you as a mental health professional, are you sure that your mind doesn't get sick? Think about it. How is it that we can live for 30, 40, 50, 60 years? We experience loss of loved ones, grief, divorce, rejection, abuse, trauma, sometimes unemployment, racial injustice, misbehaving children misbehaving husbands, helplessness, hopelessness, distorted thoughts, automatic negative thinking, low self-esteem, feelings of low self-worth, trauma, and the list goes on and on and on. How is it that we go through these things and we believe that our minds and our emotions don't get sick and tired. I just want you to think about this. I'm trying to impress upon you the importance of taking care of your mind, of taking care of your emotions, of taking care of your spirit. Why is it that when we get a stomach virus or the flu or a broken bone, we get care for it? We take off work to go to the doctor for our physical bodies. We take off to make sure that our children's physical bodies are, are well. But when it comes to the matters of our hearts, our mental well-being, we don't want to deal with it. We just keep going. We have been conditioned that our minds have to stay strong at all times, we have been conditioned that because we are women of faith, we won't experience certain things. We have been conditioned that admitting that our minds are sick and tired is a sign of weakness or a sign of lack of faith or a sign of a lack of uh, relationship with Christ Jesus. We have all of these things that we have been taught about the maintenance of our minds and our emotions that we are afraid to address these areas or the areas of our lives that impact our minds and our emotions the most. So why am I saying all of this? I wanted to start out with this particular topic because I need you to understand the importance of caring for your mental. You know, without mental health, there really is no physical health. Your mind has to be engaged. Your mind has to be well, and you have to be intentional about that. So why is it 
that we don't want to have discussions or deal with things surrounding our mental health. I mean, I think the most important thing or, or the greatest barrier uh, barrier is the, is the stigmas that go along with this. You know, so what we have to do is destigmatize our views surrounding mental health. We must continue to have the talks and normalize the conversations about what's going on in our mental. So I want to assure you that when your mind gets sick and tired, it doesn't mean that you have a mental illness. And I think this is, this is, this is where we get a little bit confused as, as women, as Christian women, um, we, we think that when we talk about mental health and mental illness, that they're both one and the same. And, and I want you to understand that it's not. I want you to understand that when I'm talking about your mental health, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're psycho. It doesn't mean that you're violent. It doesn't mean that you have a lack of faith or that you're crazy, um, that you can't hold down a job, that you're non-functioning. It does not mean that you have serious mental illness. They're two entirely different things in the same family, but they're different. So we use these two terms interchangeably, mental illness, mental health, and, and, and because mental illness is depicted so negatively, who wants to be associated with that? And so because we don't want to be associated with mental illness, we won't even take the time to deal with our mental health. So let me tell you what I mean. Let me explain a little bit more. I'm setting the foundation right now for some of the topics that we're going to be covering on the, on the podcast. And I'll say this over and over. I need you to understand that there's a difference in mental illness and mental health. So when we refer to mental illness, you know, as a as a um, a mental health professional, mental illness refers to diagnosable conditions that affect a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. So this is where you you can get the the diagnosis of depression or anxiety or schizophrenia and things of that nature. And those are words like depression and anxiety. We use them very loosely. And just because you say I'm depressed, it doesn't mean that you have a diagnosis of depression. Feeling some sadness does not necessarily mean that you have a diagnosis of, of depression. So I, I don't want to get all into that. That can send me down a rabbit hole. But I want to, to make sure that you understand. So mental illness refers to di diagnosable conditions that affects a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. Mental health, on the, other, on the other hand, reflects our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act. Mental well-being, mental health, is different, again, I say, from mental illness. Mental well-being, mental health, it's our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings. It's our ability to, to, to solve problems and overcome difficulties. It's our resiliency. You know, 
It's our social connections and our understanding of the of the world around us. So if you are having some challenges with managing your emotions and because your emotions are off, now your thoughts are a little bit off and you're feeling all of these things that are beginning to, to impact your ability to make wise choices, impact your, your problem solving and, and you're finding yourself less resilient, like you can't pop up like you used to after you experience some difficulty, you having some lack of motivation, um, some of your relationships and your social connections are beginning to suffer and, and you're, you're beginning to see the world from a more negative perspective, that could be a sign. All of those things could be a sign that your mental health is suffering. And guess what? It's so normal. It's so normal. We, we have been through a lot. Let's just think about these past three years. You know, we're, we're, we're coming, I want to say we're coming off of a pandemic, but actually we're still in it. We, we've lost so many people, you know, family members, friends, you know, friends of friends that we've heard that lost the, the battle to, to COVID. And, and then we, we've had a, a, our economy is bad. Some of us don't have jobs. We're, we're underpaid. We don't, we have more bills than money. You know, we have a lot going on. Now we're in the midst of a war. We have all of this racial stuff going on. Um, we have, what is the, 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 this latest thing that's going on? These, um, the shootings, you know, it's not the latest thing. I mean, this has been happening, but it's more pronounced now where people are literally getting um, rifles and going up into areas where there are crowds of people shooting up elementary schools and churches and all of these things like, why in the world would you think that your mental health, um, your mental health may not be in jeopardy? And so what I'm trying to press upon you today is that it is normal to feel the effects of what's going on in the world today. It's a lot. These are, these are the things that I mentioned. They're like worldwide things, nationwide things. I haven't even gotten into, because I don't know these things, what's going on in your own personal life. So on top of being worried about going in the grocery store and getting shot up, you're worried about other things that are going on in your personal life. Please help me understand, my strong sisters, why you think you should not tend to your mental health. So I just want to make sure that you understand mental illness refers to diagnosable conditions that affects a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. Like we, there are certain criteria and, and they're outlined in our DSM-5. That's the little book that we live by. We call it our little, our mental health little Bible. I mean, you have to meet certain criteria in order to get these diagnoses. Mental health, on the other hand, is Basically, how are you dealing with life? How are you dealing with the curveballs that have been thrown your way? Like, how, how are you coping? How, how, are, how are the things that you're going through in your life, how are they impacting your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings? How are your relationships? Are you able to problem solve? Is your motivation lacking? This is, this is all mental health. 
This is all mental health stuff I'm talking about. So although we use these terms, mental health and mental illness, interchangeably, my sisters, I need you to know they are not the same. And catch this. I know you may not like it, but please hear my heart and understand what I'm saying. Not all people will experience a mental illness. Not all people will experience a mental illness, but everyone at some point or another will struggle or have a challenge with their mental well-being or mental health. Those are the two terms that can be used interchangeably. So not all people will experience a mental illness, but everyone will struggle or have a challenge with their mental well-being or their mental health. So I need you to understand that mental health moves on the same continuum as physical health. The continuum ranges from greater good health to so-so health to poor health to uh, an illness. And sometimes it goes into disability, which is your worst case scenario or your chronic illnesses. And so here's a good example. Just because you have a stomach ache, right? It doesn't mean that you have stomach cancer. You get what I'm saying? So in this, in that same vein, just because you have challenges with your mental health, it does not mean that you have a mental illness. Now, check this out. I'm going to say it in another way. Poor mental health does not always mean mental illness. And likewise, listen to this. Mental illness does not always mean poor mental health. I hope you got that one. It's a little bit tricky. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Poor mental health does not always mean mental illness. And likewise, mental illness, a diagnosis of a mental illness does not always mean poor mental health. So what am I saying? I have clients that have um, mental illness. They have diagnosis. They, they have diagnosis um, that meet the criteria in our, in our DSM-5. And, but guess what? Their mental health as well. How is that? You might say, Keisha. It's because they're, they're, they're intentional. They're, they take care. They, they see to their mental illness. They go, they come to therapy. They see their psychiatrist. Um, if they're on medication, they take their medication. Um, they, they have, uh, workout regimens that help them minimize their stress. You know, they're, they're very, um, they're very intentional about being involved in healthy relationships and, and not finding themselves all caught, caught up in toxic relationships. They're doing what they have to do to make sure that their mental illness does not take over their mental health. I hope that makes sense. So what am I trying, what am I getting at here? What I'm getting at is mental illness, mental health, it's, it's all okay. It, it's, it doesn't have to be this big, um, this big looming thing that everybody is trying to avoid because you can still have healthy, healthy lives and fulfilling lives, whether or not you have a mental illness or you're struggling in the area 
of your mental health. I, I really hope that makes sense. Now, I am not saying that severe mental illness, you know, doesn't sometimes, you know, um, make life a little bit more difficult for those that have those. But I am telling you, the vast majority of my patients are people just like me and you. We have our struggles. And by the way, I didn't mention it, but I, I think it's important for you to know, I am a therapist with a therapist. She's on speed dial. I haven't had to call her in a while. I probably need to touch in with her. And I'm a life coach with a coach. I mean, just because I'm a therapist does not mean that I don't have issues. Let me tell you, I got my share. Oh, wait a minute. Let me use proper English. I have my share of issues. So what I am saying to you is, listen, stop being afraid to address what's going on with you. So I, I, you know, I want you to know that it's okay. You know, either one, it's okay. You know, we don't, we don't want to have, you know, mental illness. We don't want to have troubles with, um, with our, with our mental health and well-being. But it's just life. It's life. It's something that exists. It's something that we go through. And I want you, my strong sisters, who may be feeling just a little bit tired, take care of yourself. It's okay. And let me add this, um, you know, before I wrap up this particular episode, you know, this is the episode where I'm, I'm just asking, how are you doing? And these are some things that I want you to consider. I want to say this before, before I sign off. Please do not let people tell you that something is wrong with you because you're struggling in certain areas with your mental health. And I'm talking specifically now to my Christian sisters. You know, I, I've heard so much. I have, I have, God has blessed me with a wonderful, wonderful caseload. Most of my women, like he knows, you know, who I want to work with. And he sends me women that I really enjoy working with. Um, and so the, the majority of my clients are women. Um, They're African-American women, um, Christian women. And I'm going to tell you with Christian women, one of the biggest hurdles that I have to help them overcome in order to get them to a place where they can really deal with their issues is that you are not any less a Christian because you have some mental mental health challenges. We have been conditioned as women of faith or you know people of faith in general, men and women, that we are not supposed to have mental health challenges because we're Christians. I don't, I don't have any understanding of that. You can see signs of depression and anxiety and different things all throughout the word of God. You know, just because you are a Christian woman, it does not absent you from life. And just like when you get sick, if you got cancer, no one would tell you that your faith is not strong because you got cancer. So why do we do each other like that when it comes to our mental health? Why are we saying to, to each other that, you know, your faith must not, must not be strong if you have some challenges with your mental health? Listen, let me say this to you. Just because the scripture and the prayer 
and the and the worship and the laying on of hands and all of the things that we experience in the church house, just because those things have not instantly taken away some of the mental health challenges and the emotional the, the emotional health challenges that you're having, that does not make you any less of a person. It does not mean that your faith is off. It does not mean that you've done something wrong and God has, has taken his hand off of you. It does not mean any of that. It simply means that you are a woman who has been through some things in her life and you need some help processing through them. That's it and that's all. And, and I know that God does have the power to do whatever it is that he wants to do. If he wants to heal you instantaneously, he can do that. And I know that there are a lot of you out there who experience that, where you went to God in prayer about whatever the issues of life have been for you and you got your instant healing. What I'm saying is that that's not my story. It's not my story. And it's not the story of a whole lot of women that come to me. Like me getting past some of the things that I've been through in my life. And I will share some of those things as we talk, as we get to know each other a little better through this podcast. I'm going to tell you, it has been a struggle. It's been a struggle, ups and downs, some depression, some anxiety, some low lows. What I want you to understand that there is no low, too low, that God won't meet you there. Let me say that again. There is no low that's too low for God. He will meet you there. I had a client, and actually I just, we had this conversation just last week. Um, and, 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 and she was talking to me about what's going on with her. And, and I said, well, have you talked to the Lord about that? And she said, no, you know, not, not in its raw form. And I said, why? And she said, because I, I just never felt like I could. And I told her about an experience with me and I'm probably saying too much, but I'm gonna say it anyway, where I mean, I, this situation came up and it literally, took the life out of my lungs. And I said, God, you have got to be expletive, kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. And, and like, did I mean to say that to the Lord? Like, no, did I mean to, to use improper words with the Lord? No, but that's where I was. In my life, I said, God, you have got to be expletive, kidding me. And guess what, sisters? He met me there. Listen, this particular situation, it rocked my world. It took me into a deep, deep tunnel of depression. And when it first came upon me, I said to the Lord, oh no, God, like, no. And, and it took me <coughs> a couple of years, maybe even three, before I really started feeling the breakthrough on it. I mean, and, and it got to a point where I knew <coughs> that Satan was messing with me 
and keeping me in bondage to this situation. But it was hard. It was hard and it hurt. And I wanted to give up. I wanted to throw in the towel. I mean, all of that. And I am telling you, whatever situation you're in, there is no low that is too low for God to go and meet you there. So having said all of that, you know, I, I, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I feel like I needed to say that, you know, mental health issues, <clears throat> challenges in your emotions, they have nothing to do with um, a lack of anything when it comes to your relationship with Christ. Are there areas that we need to be strengthened? Absolutely so. But God knows and he cares and he will meet you where you are. So to wrap up this, my first podcast, I say to you again, I ask you again, how are you doing, sisters? How are you really doing? And if you find that you're tired, I am encouraging you right now today to do what you need to do to, to get some rest. If you're having issues in your mental, do what you need to do to, to, to take care of it. That, that's it for me for today. So I hope that you enjoyed this first episode if you want to comment on it, I don't really know how that's done once it's posted. I, I really don't know. The, the people that know more about this stuff, they're going to upload this to wherever it's, it needs to be uploaded. I, I, have, I haven't a clue. But I tell you what, if you want to give me some suggestions on things that you want to hear me talk about, um, shoot me an email. Or if, it's, if, if you can, uh, put some messages wherever it's posted. You can do that too, and I'll learn about that a little bit later. I'm telling you, you ladies, this is one of those things where I am flying this airplane and building it at the same time because I am so lost when it comes to podcasts and all of this 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 stuff. So if there are topics that you want me to cover, if there is a place for you to leave a message um, in, uh, on the platforms that this is going to be uploaded, you can do it there, or you can simply send... Send it somewhere that I really understand. And that's an email. You can, you can send your, your suggestions to uh, kwright. No, no, no. That's wrong. You can send it to info at keishawright.com. Info at keishawright.com. Keisha is spelled K-E-C-I-A-W-R-I-G-H-T. I would love to hear from you. So check me out next week. I'm not sure of what I'm going to talk about next week, but hopefully you'll check me out and we're going to be diving into some things that are very, very relevant to you and me, my sisters. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week.